Today's daf is daf Samach Hey in Nazir, the last but one daf in Nazir. Tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem will finish the Masechet, as Rat Hashem, and begin Sota. So make sure you bring a Sota if it's not in your current uh, volume. Bring a Sota also tomorrow. Gemara Sota. Amrav Yudah. So we learn again for a four Shlema for Akiva, then Chai Rachel. We're starting, we're at the fourth line, right after the mission. The mission had said that if you find a dead body for the first time, meaning you didn't know it was there and it was laying across the road, well, you can remove it because you can assume that the body just, uh, it wasn't a graveyard, but it was rather, body just happened to be buried there without permission and you, and you could remove it. But when you remove it, you remove the surrounding earth with it also. That's aloha because the surrounding earth could have had some of the blood or some of the secretion from the body. So remove that to how much? We'll talk about that in the Gemara. Let's say you find the second body there, you can remove that too. But if you find the third one, you have to assume that it's a graveyard It's with, if it's within certain measurements, as we said yesterday. And once you know it's a graveyard, you got to keep checking because the graveyards were built within these uh, catacombs or, or, or underground uh, uh, vaults. Uh, they were built in groups so that you had, uh, depending on different chitos, you could have had uh, eight or 12 or whatever in a certain area, then you move around to, uh, there was like a space in between, a little chatzer of six by six, and then you move to another area. So you check for the 20 amas in each direction and make sure that there's no other ones there as well. Amar Buda. You leave them now? You leave them where they are and just build the road around it? You can build the road around it, but there's there's a terrorism again for moving it when they have to move around. For example, again, somebody brought it up yesterday. If you if they were built built with the with the understanding that you were going to remove the bones later on, that's what they did. They would remove them after a year. They would move the bones and put them in a common family uh, plot. That was the custom too. But I yeah, understand that if it's one or two, but if you find like six, no, just you don't leave it. No, you said so. That's what we said. If you find three, you have to leave it. If you find three, you have to leave it. There are a term for moving cemeteries, but general, if you find three, you have to assume that it was a that it was a permitted graveyard. It was designated as a graveyard. You're not allowed to move it. Mass you graves, mark it. Mass graves that yeah. You would leave it, of course. You wouldn't move those. Huh? You're sure. Sure, you wouldn't move them. You're not allowed to move them. There are a terum. For example, uh, when they brought the Chidah here, it was because the Goyim were going to build a road there and uproot the whole thing. So if there's if there, if you have no choice, then you, you move them. Otherwise, Tom, you don't move it. You don't move corn. People, somebody else, else asked here recently about they had a, a had to, to move, was it you or somebody to move somebody's grave? And they said, no, the rabbi said, don't, you don't move it, Stam. Uh, to move to Eretz Yisrael, that's already a, 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 another issue or another discussion. And if it was buried all tonight that they're going to move it, they can move it. We had, uh, you know, you know, Rumi knows we had in, in our family, uh, the cousin was Nifter, Rumi's brother was Nifter three years ago. Sunday's going to be the art site, Shem. And and they had to bury him in uh, in, um, in Long Island because the family plot in New Jersey at the time of the beginning of the Corona they weren't allowing them to bury them uh, uh, you know just in Tachrichim or in a coffin because of the concern about COVID the Corona they had to bury them in sealed plastic bags because their people the the attendants the funeral uh, the cemetery workers were afraid of getting getting sick. So they weren't allowing them to bury them unless they were buried like in, in proper sealed body bags, what they call body bags, maybe double sealed. 
And halachically, they can't do that. So they weren't, they couldn't bury him in New Jersey. So they buried him temporarily in Long Island on the condition they were going to move, move it. So there are rules and regulations, halacha, what you, when you can move a body. But it, usually it's in the condition, you buried him under the condition that you're going to move it, but, or move to Eretz Yisrael or move to another place. But they had to have conditions. Here we're talking about where you didn't know there was a burial ground there at all. If you know it was a burial ground, Stam, you can't move it. He says, if you found them, but if you knew it was there, if you knew it was there, then it's different, that it doesn't count. What does it mean it doesn't count? It doesn't count towards the three. We said, once you have three, you can't move it. But let's say you knew one was there. Here's the, here's the interesting thing. The halacha that was said, the halacha was said was that if you found three, you didn't know they were there. Let's say you knew one was there and you found the other two. It's still three, but that rule doesn't apply. It's only if you found three. If you knew one was there, then it doesn't go into this cheshman, as we'll see in a minute. Mace Pratlarik, if he was dead, let's say he was killed, let's say you could tell he was killed. So maybe it was a wartime, or maybe it was criminals, and they were just thrown in there. It wasn't designated. A guy was killed, you know, was killed in the war. And the war people died, and they didn't always bury them. They were just, you know, they, they fell into a ditch, and that was the end of it. So uh, that's not a graveyard. Mushka, uh, if he was laid out, probably Yoshim, if he's sitting, as we'll see, if he's sitting in a seated position, Jews don't bury them that way. And therefore, it was probably a gracious and kedarko Let's say his head was between his his knees or between his thighs. Also, the guy do that. Tani Here's our halacha. We have we said there's a halacha that you bury them, you take the ground with them too. That's also halacha. You take the surrounding earth with it too. But let's say he's missing a part of his body, then he doesn't have the halacha of tfusa, even though there still could be blood in the earth also. But that's the halacha. If he's only, if he's a shechoser, he only has the halacha. And then it's at the, the dead body. I mean, what's, what's really the issue over here? We're not talking here just about Tumah. We're not talking about just the issue of Tumah. We'll bring up the issue of Tumah later. But here the issue is, meis konos mekoma. Normally of a rule that if a guy dies and he's buried there and he's buried permission, he owns that spot. You can't move him. So this rule, and there's another rule. Not only does he own the spot, you can't move him but he gets the surrounding earth with him too, belongs to him. That's only if it's a complete body, not if it's partial. And it's not a graveyard. So again, again, this business that we said that if you find three, it's a graveyard, or if you knew of three, that's also a graveyard, then it's a known graveyard. But if you find three, it's a graveyard. And that uh, that's only if it's complete bodies. So a mace let's say you had two bodies and then you had partial of a third, that's not a graveyard. What's the reason why we say he's buried? These other reasons that we said that um, if he was killed or uh, it's really more that if he was sitting or his head between his knees, what's the reason for that? Why is that not considered a graveyard? My time up, uh, my time alone. Why, why aren't they considered a graveyard? I mean, and we say it's likely that it's a, that not just perhaps, but it's likely it's a guy because it's that it's a guy, it's a guy who's dead. Because Jews aren't buried that way. Jews are buried laying down. Let's say you find two guys and they're buried, uh, you know, foot foot to head, meaning uh, that one guy is in one direction, the other guy's in the other direction. Another one guy's foot is the other guy's feet, uh, uh, is the other guy's head, and vice versa. So one guy's head is at the other guy's feet, and the other guy's head is at his feet. They don't have a rule of surrounding. Why? Because again, those are going going buried that way. Let's say you find three. Let's say you found three, but one, you knew what one was buried there. 
you knew one was buried there, and now you found two more. Oh, Shnanchil, you found you, or Shnanchil, Rishnaim, you do them. Or really, the gifts should probably be Echad. Yes, Echad, the gifts should be Echad. Oh, so Matzah Shlosha, Echad, you do one was known, and two were found. Or Echad, you found one for the first time, Bishnaim, you knew two guys were buried there, and then you found a third. Interesting halacha. <laughs> Here you knew two guys were there and you found the third one. So that's the shkoros. No, no. It's only either you knew there were three or you found three for the first time. That they, they don't get there. They don't have the halacha of surrounding earth. They don't get the surrounding earth with them if you have if you move them. And and there's no rule of shkoros kavros. So it's not considered. There's no logic to it. It's just halacha. Halacha must be seen. Ma'isa Reb Yisheva. Story of Yisheva Shabbatak or Matzah Shnayim Yadum. He found two that were known. He was checking, he was trying to establish a basic chorus. Pardon? He said there could be some logic to it. Mm-hmm. That if you knew there were two there, it means that the third was buried by somebody else at a different time. At a different time? A different what? A different time. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But as a Maisar of Shev of Shabbatak of Matzah Shnayim Yadum, he found two that were known. Ubikish last time Shkunas Kuran wanted to make it a Shkunas Kuran. He said, okay, this is a graveyard. Amor Bikiva, Bikiva told them, Koshi got Lurik, all that you, all your efforts are for nothing. Rashi points out that that it's um, uh, that, that he had he had spent money. He bought the land. He bought he you know he bought like a, to make it a basic forest. He spent the money, kind of Macomon, and uh, he wanted to make a shnos kavros. Rabbi says no. Obviously, he did us for nothing. Koshiyagata, all your efforts, Larikigata, were for not for for naught. Loam shnos kavros. The rule of shnos kavros. El legimo yadu and el shloshet chila. It's either for three that are known already or three that you find at the first time. So you're doing kavros. That, that that's the rule. The the That was the halacha that was said, like halacha mashmisinai. That that's halacha. It's maybe a drabanan. I don't know if it's halacha mashmisinai, but that's the kabbalah that they had. Either you find three or you knew of three. No klenes tvusas. So you take them and the surrounding earth. What do you mean by surrounding earth? What does that mean? Like what do we mean by that? Or what's the, or really the svar here is like hechidami. Like where does it known from? Um, Let's see, Menayim Tfusa, right? Here's the Aruch Menayim Tfusa, not Hechi Dami, because Hechi Dami is like, how do you mean it? Like, what do you mean by that? He says, it's Menayim Tfusa. How do we know such a loch? I'm a beautiful, I'm a crop. What happened? What did Yaakov say? Take me up from Mitzrayim and bury me them. Tul imi, right? Me Mitzrayim, tul imi. Take take with me from of the earth of Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim, me Mitzrayim, me afar Mitzrayim, tul imi says. From the dirt of Mitzrayim, take that with me too. And Yaakov said, take Mitzrayim with me too. Take some of the earth of Mitzrayim. Here, unfortunately, we're talking about that there's a whole shaila when uh, about when you have to move a basic forest. You brought up, can you move a basic forest? There are reasons why they move the basic forest. Let's say the Goyim are, are building a road or building a project there or something. This happens a lot. And uh, uh, Moshe Feinstein dealt with the question. And the question was then, when you have to move the bones, you have to move the earth with it also. We'll see in a minute how much earth that is, but you have to move the earth with it too. It's not a Mitzrayim. And you, pardon? Happened in Solana. The war that they moved. The Jews were told to take, they were given about two, three days. To yeah, take to take a, the bones. Take, so the question yeah. is, so that's a question that the that the Achronim deal with because it's it's not, it's, you know, different opinions as to how yeah, they take the work. Here you see from the sign of Mitzrayim that you learn from Mitzrayim that the rules apply in Chutzlarts too. It's not just an Indian of Eretz Israel. Eretz Israel, they want to be Matarahs, we'll see. 
but but the uh, it's not just Neretz Yisrael this issue. The issue because Mitzrayim Mitzrayim Chutzlaretz obviously, and he said there that's the source of how do you know that entitled to the earth? So it's not Stam Alochel Moshmisin. He says he's based on a posting of Stam Mitzrayim taking Mitzrayim, and um, the question is, does that do you have to take the earth with it also? And uh, or not because they call that likut atzamos, right? Likut atzamos, just the bones. They don't take about the earth. So that's a shiloh whether you have to take earth with it also. Kamashir tzmusa. How much? How much earth? So people from Belazar Rebbe he says no. Tell offer tichu. You take the soft dirt because the soft dirt is that which has been moistened or that absorbed. Let's say absorbed the uh, the blood and other sec- bodily secretions that, that came out of the decomposed body. So that earth is usually softer. Than the virgin earth, the hard earth below that. So he says, no tell uh if you take the soft earth, and you dig down three finger breaths uh, into the into the virgin earth, because that also absorbed some of the blood or secretions. That's the amount of surrounding earth that you must take with the body when you remove the body. Mace we have another opinion. We have take the chips. What do you mean with the chips? The chips, let's say, from the coffin. Uh, you take the chips, the chips from the sarm shenasim and arum, from the bore planks of the arum, vesaksasos, and the lumps of earth that were made into lumps, probably by the secretion, etc. Vizorik says, bomb, something you know for sure is not part of the body, it cannot come body that you can throw away. The ones that you're not sure about, you put those aside so that nobody should come to but that's not part of the body. Vashar, everything else. But you're pretty sure that had bodily secretions are part of the body. Mitzaref can add, can can be included. The Remember, robinyan of a mace. Most of the construction of a body is metame. People, but robat samus also is metame, as we said. But ohel. Remember for remember for another having to start to tell himself. He said it. Yeah, chazi chazi kava samus. But robat samus is tame ol. Ulamoli have recommended for a spoonful of corpse dust. So it's mitzvah for that. The rest of the stuff. So uh, so the the point though is is that you take all this stuff. You just said before you take just the you just take um, the um, uh, you you dig down. You take the loose earth and three bre- uh, finger breaths of virgin earth. Here you're talking about taking the chips from the coffin and uh, and the lumps and all the other stuff gets in there. Uh, the first Tana that brought down Rabbalazar, who brought down Rabbalazar, Rabbalazar, who brought this Tana, he yells like this Tana, Tanya, Kamashir, Tusa, Amashir, Om Rabbi Yochan, Mishim ben Azai. Rabbi Yochan said the name of Azai, no tell offer Tichuach, you take the soft earth, the Chofer, Basul, and you dig down three finger breasts into it. So it's a machlokas. How much surrounding earth do you take? Do you take just the dirt around that and you dig down three finger breasts and take that dirt too? Or do you just look at the, the coffin and the parts and things of that sort? Rashi brings down an interesting kasha that that um, uh, he says, "What do you mean that that, that added on into malei tavarek? We had before that malei tavarek of corpse dust is only if it's pure, meaning if a body was buried naked in a marble or stone structure uh, where there's no nothing else in there. There's no uh, no tachricha, no shrouds, and no boards, no coffin or anything like that that could have been mixed up. If that's the case, it's not matame. So Rashi two lines from the bottom of the page says." There's no, there's no rekev, there's no corpse dust for the kashir of Molly Tavid rekev because it's other stuff mixed up. Corp, uh, corpse dust, uh, a, a ladleful 
of corpse dust is only metam magamasa ba'ol, only if it's pure corpse dust, there's nothing else in there. Hanimili ben, that's only if it's by itself. It's pure. Abel, it's true. Filach read it. Mitzarf tamiyas tishnik barumim ba'arin shalshayish mitzarf. It could be mitzarf with other ones, with other uh, corpse dust. There you could be. In other words, if it's if you, the base of corpse dust is from a person who's buried naked in marble or in stone, but the mitzarf to others maybe to be top it, it, that it could be mitzarf, which is an interesting. It's really hard to understand that if it's mitzarf. So, so then what? Do you, what's the whole concept? It's, it's, he says. If you already have somebody else that was buried and you have Tarvid Rekev, then you, you have a uh, corpse dust, then this could add on to, to uh, you could you could use uh, the, the, the corpse dust from here, even though it was mixed up with other stuff, to also to uh, to to add on to the shear, to make to, to, to proper makeup a shear. A little hard to understand how that would work. Um, this last piece says, who the Amr, the Gemara says this last sheet is Amr Biochum Shimon Azai. This is not the regular Biochman we always have, who's the Amora. Says Tosfus, the last Tosfus, who the Amorki Aitana, Tanya Kamashem, Lavhan Rabbiochman Amora, El Rabbiochman Benuri, because he's quoting Ben Azai, who's also a Tana. We find Ben Azai in the Mishnah. So uh, this is Rabbiochman Benuri, who's also a Tana, and it's very hard to find an Amora quoting a Tana because they lived at different periods. So he's quoting, this Rabbiochman Benuri, the Tana, quoting, quoting Ben Azai, who's also a Tana. Amoravan Amid Beis. Barak. So we said, if you found one mace, you can move it. You find another one, you can move it. You got, right? You take it. You take the uh, earth that's with him, also. But we said he only he's only entitled to tfusa when if it's a complete body, right? Um, and um, and and if it's not that now, as you check each one, he says you can move each one and the tfusa and the, and the surrounding earth with it. But we said later on, uh, once you've established that it's, they say it's not a uh, once you find three and it's not a shkuras, for example, it looks goyish, then you're not worried about the, you know, you're not worried about the tfusa. Or if you know it was three, if it was known three before, then it's already a, a, a burial ground. Or if it's n- not known at all, now you found three. If you found three together and you hadn't moved them yet, then, then, then you can't move them. It's a shkunas cross. Here we're talking about our mission. We said, you find one, you move it with the surrounding earth because you don't know. Maybe it was just, you know, a guy just died there. You find two, you move that two. So what happens in this case? Amarava, Badak, you check, you found the pina, you move that one, you move, you removed it, right? Badak, pina, you check, you found another one and you, you move that one. Badak, now you found the third one. So what do you do with the third one now? We said, if you find three, Misha said, if you find three, then it's, a, then it's a burial ground. It's a grave. You don't move it. But if you found one, the first one, you found one, you're allowed to move it. So what happens if you found one, you moved it. You found the second one, you moved it because you didn't have three. And then you found the third one. Now, already, what do you do? Do you bring the other two back? Do you move that? What do you do? So you don't move this one to the other two to make like a new graveyard. In other words, you're right. Once you've determined that this is a graveyard because you, this is your third one that you found, leave it. Just leave it the way it is, right? Leave it the way it is. You don't move them at all. You don't move the other two back. You don't move this one there. You can have some say, once you're allowed to move it because you're allowed to, if you find three at one time, then you can't move it. If you find one, you move it. You find a second one, you move it. You find a third one, you move it. Once you're allowed to move the first, so you can move this one too. Why don't you make it a shkunas Why do you say that? Why do you say that 
um, uh, that you can move the third one also. What do you mean the third one also? Uh, you said, since you're allowed to move the first one and the second, because you didn't find three yet, right? When you moved the first two. So when you found the third one, now it is a Shunus maybe establish it as Shunus Kvaros. And therefore, um, why, why do you move the third one? Leave it the way it is. And now once you know it was Amrish Lakish, Elam because we're always looking to be Matara Eretzisrael. We don't want any more Tumen Eretzisrael than necessary. They didn't have, uh, it was, a, you know, at least in the old city, they didn't have burial grounds there. They want to try and get them. So they found an excuse. Elam they found an excuse and they're Matara Eretzisrael. Interesting, Rachi brings down that Elah, the translation of Elah in, uh, uh, is, is an Aramaic word. And he says that Unculus uses Elah there it's really with an, uh, I think, with an hey at the end. Um, to tr- the translation of Tsela, when Hashem built uh, Chava from Adam, it says, it means that Tsela, the bones of a mace. In other words, they just found some ba- bones, but they really want to be Matara. It's a little bit hard to understand the way Rashi learns there. Ila Matsu, like they found the bones, it's just bones. So they found bones, but it's not really, uh, uh, you know, they didn't really make it a, a, a graveyard. So this whole shayla is mashma that it's really drop on in these halachas of a base of a pasuk, maybe of nasan sanim and all this. But basically, it was what the rabbis this determined. So the rabbis would prefer to make Eretz Yisrael as pure as possible. So therefore, they said, well, once there's a head, so you move one body, a second body, and a third body. So leave it the way it is, and don't don't make any more. Graveyards than necessary. We don't want to be matame eretz yisrael. Don't make more graveyards than necessary. Or? Right. We don't want any more grave. We, we don't. We don't want any more. You know. We don't want graveyards all over the place. You know, so to speak. You know. We. We. we you don't want another graveyard you here. You have to have no. Where there are graveyards, you want to designate them. But once you move it, you don't want to establish a new graveyard over here. In other words, you didn't have to. You said if. If you found three, it's a graveyard. If you found one, moved it. Second one, moved it. And then you found the third one, Rabbi said in the Ikadami, you can move that one too. <laughs> Why? Because, you know, don't forget, once you find, once you establish as a graveyard, you have to look another 20 amas, et cetera, et cetera. So we don't, we're not looking to, we're not looking for Tsaris. That's that's the point. We're not looking for Tsaris. You know, today we don't say uh, dig up every place in Israel to find graves. If they're building a road or they're building a structure and they find it, okay, then they have to bring in the, uh, the Hebra, the Antiquities Group, or whatever, to 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 check it out. But we're not looking for more tumma. We don't have, we don't assume tumma when there's when we don't know for sure. What happens if you check? So you said you found three, then it's a then it's a graveyard. Now, what do you have to do? You have to check twenty hours minute to see if there's other graves because that's how they built them in those days. They would build them in groups of six or eight or twelve, and then have a space in between, build another one. They had these uh, underground vaults. Um, and so you have to check 20 amps directions. What do you say? Meaning, so that was, a, it's a limited shkunas Once you have three, you say that's a graveyard. You can't move that. Once you know that there's three there, you found three, you can't move it. Fine. But let's say you've checked 20 amos and there is nothing else there. So maybe that's a sign that this is not really a graveyard. Because if it was a graveyard, there'd be more if you checked 20 amos in all directions. No, that's my time. In other words, you don't want to say that, well, we assume it's a graveyard and there's other ones there. We just didn't find them. No, what you found, you found. The three is a graveyard, but that's it. It's limited to that and no more than that. Now, we said that this mission, whole, this whole Gemara, what does this have to do with Nazar? Nothing to do with Nazar. This last mission it was only brought down because Raglaim at the end of the mission said, you check 20 arms in all directions. Why? Um, if you only found one, 
So that's it. You can move it. But once you find three and you check in 20 amas away and you found one, right? Even though you should find more, but there's reason to believe. There's, uh, you know, there's under, there's, uh, there's reason to be suspicious that this is a graveyard. Because once you found three, you check 20 amas, there's only one there, but keep on checking because there's There's reason to believe that this is a graveyard and there's more there too. So here we have other things that we say that are raglaim ladover. What is that? Call suffolk nigon, a suffolk of a, of a nega, a plague. A person has a plague, a mitzora. I don't know if the plague is the right word for nega. What's a good word for nega, Michael? Uh, uh, you know, it's not a plague, but it's something. Uh, it's a, a, lep a leprosy. Let's call it leprosy, but leprosy is only certain kinds. I don't know. All right, let's suffolk if he has le if he's a lepros uh, leprosy or not. And there's different kinds of leprosy is brought down in in Tazria uh, and in Masech Negoam. Because let's say it's a Suffolk Negoam, the Tchila, if you're not sure, if he hasn't been yet uh, confirmed as a leper, let's say that, he's Tor. Ad until he's been confirmed, right? Uh, once he's not confirmed, in other words, you know, it's Sora, the coin has to come and check it, and then he rechecks it and rechecks it. And what, if he's not confirmed yet and you're not sure, then you go to the Kula and you say he's Tor. Mishaniskik, once he's confirmed that he's Tomei, let him with Mishaniskik, let him with Tomei. What, that is a suffix, it's Tomei. What, what's going on over here? So like Mars is going to describe how do, how do we know what's the source of this, but what is the case here, Bechlal? Rashi doesn't help us, Tosis does. Kol suffix, no, Rashi, Tosis says, Kol suffix, Nigoim, Betchila. Tosis begins with the word Kol a little bit further down. He's looking at Chos what does that mean? Umesachnas Nigoim, Afarish, Ketzat. Shnaim Shabo, two guys came to the Kohen, he's a Kohen. Bezeb Baharis, one guy has a bright spot, the size of a gris, like a little, uh, like a bean. Bezeb Baharis, one's got a size of a cell, like a coin, bigger, a bigger amount. And the coin, the coin check, coin has to check it, not sure if it's going to spread or whatever. So he, he puts, he locks them up, he puts them into seclusion for a week. At the end of the week, on the seventh day, Bezeb Kassel, Bezeb now at the end of the week, they both have a size of a coin. We don't know which one, which one of them it spread. See, the one, if it hasn't spread, then what you do is at the end of one week, you put them away for another week. But uh, the one who has spread, once it's spread, you could say he's he's a, he's for sure a leper. Mukhlat, it's called Mukhlat, or we had before Gamur. He's, he's, he's complete, right? He's a complete uh, uh, leper. Let's say, so you don't know which one, you mixed them up. That's a suffix. Now they, they're not Tomei yet. They were under uh, examination, right? They were being examined. And one of them spread, one of them didn't, but we don't know which one. So since it's a suffix, you assume it's tar. That's the idea here. Call suffix Nigon Betchila. He hasn't been confirmed yet. You assume it's tar. The, and from Misha Niskulkum, once they. Which one? We don't know yeah, yeah, right. In this case, they wait another week. In that case, they wait. in other words, you're, even though you know for sure one of them is Tome, but you don't know which one, so you have to assume they're both Tar at this point. Misha Niska Klutuma. Once they've been confirmed as being Tome, what's that? Kate Steinboy, it's a coin. Two guys came to come. Bezek Sel, Bezek Gris. One guy had the size of a coin, one guy had the size of a bean. Lesofshua, at the end of a week of seclusion, Bezek Sela, the Ode, Bezek Sela. Now each one has grown. One grew from a casella to a cell of a ode, a little bit more. One grew from a gris to a cell of a ode. Okay, so Tamein, now they're both tummy because it's spread in both. They're both pasas, so they're both tummy. Lesof, 
Then after on, they were put into seclusion because they were, they were both Tomei. Now, now they've both gone down in size, right? Now, they've both gone down in size. We don't know which one of them got weakened, meaning they were both considered Tomei, right? What was the case again? Right, they're both main. But so the end. Which one is weaker? Meaning, one of them started off as a seller, right? So if the guy who started off as a seller is now back to a seller, then he's like he he's really should be purified, right? The guy the guy who was started with a gris and he's a seller, he's still he's it's for him it's still spread. Even though one of them is no longer Tomei. In other words, once he was confirmed as Tomei, even though one of them had already healed because he had gone down to his original state, it had spread from a cella to a cella and now back to a cella, but we don't know which one. And therefore, they're both Tomei. That's the case of once they're confirmed Tomei, now you have a suffix. Is he purified or not? You go with the Chazaka. No, where do we get this from? Back in the Gemara. I'm going to be in a Pasuk says, At the end of uh, Tazri, I think it's the last Pasuk in Tazri, it says, Zos Torah Samitzara, you know, the Beget, the, the, the fish, the, 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 the Shesi, the Beget, the whole Pasuk goes on. Letaro or Letamo, to purify him or to defile him, whichever however you learn it. Oh, the Pasuk, the since the Pasuk is Tara, when you have a suffix, you go Lekula. Yach, I feel so I should say that too. If you say wherever the suffolk, you go Lakula and you say he's tar. So whether he's confirmed or unconfirmed, in our mission, all you said is if he's unconfirmed, he's not confirmed, he's Tomei, and you have a suffolk, you're tar. If he's, once he's confirmed Tomei and you have a suffolk, you say Tomei. Why? If it's based on a possible Tara Tama, we should say wherever you have a suffolk, you matar him. After all, like Tosis points out, <laughs> if you just say once he's Tomei, you go go with that's Chazaka. Right? What do we need a pussing for? A chazaka of tar is tar, a chazaka of tummy is tummy. What do we need a pussing for? The tummy the, the tar of tummy should be telling me that even if he was tummy and now you have a suffix, it's tar. Rav Yudamarav said it was not on that case. There's a rule like this if you have a bright spot and then a white hair grows in the middle, or two white hairs, we'll see. If the bright spot was there before the white hair, then tummy. If the white hair was there, Kodovas before the bright spot, Tor. Suffolk, if you're not sure, Tame. Rabbi Shuomer Keha. Rabbi Shua says, no, it's weakened. It's weakened. It's like it's weakened. It's it's not not so bad. So what does that mean? It's weakened. It's weakened and he's and he's telling my Kea, what does that mean? Uh Amrabi, my Kea, what does it mean? Tor. It's Kea and it's weakened. Tos also says over here, uh, first he says, the Litz of Kofavet. That's the same thing in our mission. It's really one long Mishnah. The Raglaim Madover is going to say in the next mission is really going on this too. There's reason to believe. In other words, you go with the Chazaka. If he was Tor, he's Tor. If he's Tomei, he's Tomei. What's this speaking about? What's Rabbi Rav speaking about when he said, based on the Pussing of Taro, Olatamo? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Shua says, 
so Tos says, what kind of a kasha is that? If it's Kei what's the scene that in the Tanakama? It says, if the, if the white spot was there before the hair, he's Tomei. If, the, if these hairs were there before, the white hair was there before the uh, bright spot, he's Tarf. The Suffolk is Tomei. Rishua is Kea. What does Kea mean? It's weakened. It's, it's Tar. It says, Domei Kea ever Tomei. What do you mean? If it's Tomei, then that's the same as the Tanakama. also said it's Tomei. The Tamei Dim Kain Tosa says in the Debir Masal of Rebbe, Rebbe Shua. The Tamei Dim Kain Hano Tanakama. Pius Rebbe Yudami Kaval. It's a little bit of a dark answer. But Domei Kea, the Tamei Balach to Tanakama. She Tanakama, the Tamei Suffolk. You're not sure it's a suffix. In other words, that he's body mitzorah. If it's a suffix, he gives a body mitzorah. What's an afkmina if it's body mitzorah? Suffolk, I was thinking maybe an afkmina if, if it's a suffix, if somebody touched him in a Rishus Rabb or Rishus Yachet. Suffolk to Rishus Yachet is tummy, so Rishus Rabb is tar. Umeshani lecha, the kea vatir legamre, damakra letaro letama. That's what he means. Then he says, kea, if it's a suffix, letaro. If it's a suffix, it's with never. In other words, if you're not sure, uh, not that you're not sure, you have a you have a case over here in front of you. There, there is a baharis, and there is a white hair, and it's very possible that the baharis was there before the white hair, which case he's tame or the other way around. You're not sure, so you say lataro below latamo. Now you could also say go with the chazaka, right? But he says that case is uh, right if if if, if, if you're not sure here before you're talking about you know, he says Latara Tom is whatever you you always go Latara. So what's that mean if he's confirmed or not? Here we're talking about we have a case in front of us. It's not a question of confirm, confirmation that he was Torah till now, but we don't know. Maybe you should also go with Chazaka. Here apparently you need the Pasik more, you can't just assume Chazaka. Another case of Raglaim with Dover. Bashimid is a Zav. What is a Zav? A Zav is a man who has a gonorrheic attack. Meaning he is he has a gonorrhea mission from the same place that semen comes out from. He has some sort of a gonorrhea mission. I don't know how they define that today. It's a kind of a gonorrhea called a zav. Not a woman. A woman is a zav. She sees blood during the eleven days. You know she's a nida. Nida's seven days, and afterwards is eleven days. If she sees down for three days consecutively uh, during the eleven day cycle. Then she's a zava. A zav is a man who has a gonorrhea mission. If he had one emission. He's telling me just for a day, it's like Shikla's there. If he had two emissions, he has to count seven days. If he had three emissions, and the three emissions by a man could be the same day or on three consecutive days or two consecutive days, then he's not only counts seven days and he has to bring a carbon at the end. So, but, but however, that's only if, he, if the gonorrhea commission came, let's call it spontaneously, it came from his busser. Because the busser says, Bibsaro. So, <clears throat> let's say though, he, it came because of some other reason. For example, he had impure thoughts or he ate too much, too many onions or something. He had something he ate too much. So they check Azov the first two times that he uh, that he had an omission. They check to see what 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 possibly caused it. Until he has been confirmed, Laziva, the Mahal of the Mishnah, food and drink, drink it caused it, he had too much beer, whatever. The Mahal, he was carrying too much. He did something he was he, he had some strenuous physical activity. He was jumping, holy, he was sick. These are the Mara. He saw something. He maybe he saw, uh, uh, he brings down here that uh, he saw uh, some uh, man and a woman copulating, or he had, he, had, he saw a woman uh, that, that, that uh, aroused him over here, or he was thinking about a woman. So in all these cases, um, uh, in all these cases, it was the. It wasn't natural. It wasn't spontaneous. It was something that he did 
or that he saw something that caused him to do it. That's all considered, these are considered accidents. In other words, it came out accidentally. He didn't want this gonorrhea uh, emission to come out. Uh, it didn't, you know, he didn't want it to happen. I mean, the gonorrhea commission, maybe anyway, come, if it's really Zub, it comes out spontaneously, but here it was caused by something that he did or thought about, then it's not considered gonorrhea. Mishan Esklaziba, however, once it's been determined that he is a Zav, the first two times you check, once he's the third confirmed one, then uh, you don't check anymore. Now, what does that mean? Once he's been confirmed of two, we'll see what this means. Mishan once, once he's been confirmed that he had two proper missions, the third one that would cause him to bring a carbon at the end, you don't have to check anymore. Again, because we're going with Dover. Okay, uh, both also, if it was an accident, this is really like the first two times, like uh, something that he ate, something he carried, something he jumped, he did some strenuous physical activity, he was sick, or he had a bad, impure thought. Uh, that Usfeko, Gemara will describe what do you mean, Suffolk? If he had an emission, we're not sure, is it just regular Shikhva Zara or is it Zaba or Shikhva Zaro? We'll see what this means once he's a Zav, his Shikhva Zara has a different halacha too. Then there are all days are Tome. In the sense of Sheikh Vazar's anyway, Tommy, but we'll see the Gemara will add, we'll explain what this with tomorrow's Gemara will explain what this means, Tommy, in a different sense. Sharaglai Mudabar, in other words, once he has been confirmed, he saw two times of uh, of uh, gonorrhea emission, which caused him to be a Zav, which means he requires Zion Akim, different than a woman. A woman who saw two days in a woman makes no difference if she saw several times in a day or or once a day. By a woman, it works by days. If she saw one day, Shemar Siam get Yom. Two days, also Shemer Siam Kenegid Yom. She goes to the mikvah for the next day and she gets to be with her husband. Three times, and she has to count Zion Akim. That's why we have Zion Akim today, that we have today. And, and uh, then she brings, and brings a carbon. A man, it goes by the number of emissions, and he already has to have Zion Akim if he had two emissions. But the two emissions have to be what we call, let's say, clean, spontaneous emissions, not caused by something physically that he act, that he did, or that he, um, or that he thought about, but they came out spontaneously. So that's a man's. Once he had those two, the third one, we don't have to check anymore. We assume it's the same, the same reason. You don't check and the third one and say, well, maybe he ate something now. Once he had two emissions, which were considered uh, Zav, then we assume the third one is also, okay? We'll see another opinion in the Gemara. Hamakas Chavero, Zoragon, the Hamakas, let's say, Ruvain hit Shimon. Vamdulamisa, and they assume they, they, uh, they estimated him, they examined him, and the, the, the examination determined that he's gonna die, that Shimon was gonna die. In other words, the, the, uh, the, the uh, blow that Ruben gave to Shimon was a death blow, killed him. He didn't die yet. And they assume he's gonna die. Then he turned, he had a turn for the better. Happens sometimes, you know, the man's in, uh, uh, in uh, you know, Anush, and then he got better and they said, there's hope for him. He's not, he's not uh, at risk, his life is not at risk. So, Afterwards, he got bad again. Umesin, he died. Chayev, Tanakama says he's Chayev. Why? Because it was the original blow that killed him. No, since he got better, it wasn't the original that killed him. Somebody else killed him. He, you know, he, he got sick afterwards. Uh, he got some virus in the hospital or something, or whatever, and that, that killed him. The blow didn't kill him. Why? Because he was already getting better from the blow. Some say Raglamadav is going on the first opinion. No. The blow was what killed him. He got better for a while. That's how life works sometimes. It gets a little bit better for a while. Then he took a turn for the worse, but it was the original one. I guess the same thing would be today if, you know, would be, would be, would the, would the, would the, would Ruben be considered a murderer, right? A guy 
you know, shoots him. I think today in common law, you know, a guy shoots somebody and, or gives him a, you know, a blow and hit him. And then, and then he knocked him out and he was sick in bed for a year and he died. Eventually, when he died, that's considered murder. So that's what we say over here also. He's chayiv, according to the Tanakam, he's chayiv reglam. Rebbe says he's potter because he was getting better. Where do we get this from? This idea that the third one, you know, we said, we say the first two times you examine him, the, the first two omissions, you examine him to see if it was spontaneous or not. But the third one, you don't. Where do we get this from? Omar Pasuk says, Vazov es zovo, when it flows, when flows out of the body and emission flows out of the body, la zacharulana keva. So what does that mean? Laria shlishis iskuslana keva. Missing a few words there. Hazov es zovo, Michael White says, Hazov es zacharulana keva. Once he had zov and zovo, once he had two emissions, then zacharulana keva is the same, meaning that just like by a woman, there is no examination. She said, if she's had a third emission, if she had a third dam on the third day, there's no mission to check or by a woman, you know, blood is blood. We can't tell the difference between the blood, the different bloods, right? Because it's all blood, right? So just like a woman, you don't check. The same thing by a man's third emission, you don't check him either. I have a tiny Reblezo and Rishlish's Bodkin also. Reblezo said, by the third one, you do check. For a VSA Bodkin also. For the fourth one, you don't check. What does it mean the fourth one? If once you're confirmed, fourth one means once you're counting the seven days. Of Nikiam, you're counting the seven Nikiam, and then you had a sighting on on middle of the seven days. It, does that knock off? Is that another sighting which not, means you have to start counting the seven days all over again? Like a woman, a woman who had Zion Nikiam, if she sees Dom during the Zion Nikiam, she's got to start all over again, right? So Ravi is saying both. But the question is, Blazer says, through the, you check all three, you check all three, and the fourth one you don't check. Ella taka between Rabbalaz or Rabbalias and Tanakama. The question is S and D dash and S says Hazov S Zovo. Rabbeleza Darsh Sim dash and S, just like Rabbi Dash in every letter and every word, right? So Hazov S Zovo, that's one, two, three. You check three. The fourth one you don't check. Rabbeleza Darsh Sim. Rabbana no Darsh Dash and S. So that's how we have Machlokas here. But the opinion on our mission, the Tanakama, is that you check the first two and the third one you don't check anymore. The mission said, Onso Vesfeko. Right, onso vespeko. Let's just see one little piece of the onso vespeko. Onso means you know it happened by accident, meaning he ate too much, he drank too much, he carried something, he jumped, he didn't, he didn't, uh, he had some sighting or whatever. He saw something that aroused him. It wasn't an, a spontaneous emission. That's onso. What about vespeko? Umrav alotem misuffik cause the suffik. Well, the suffik doesn't mean not sure if he had an emission or not. He went to sleep and he and he found something on the bed and he's not sure. Elavari chaza. He certainly had an emission he didn't know about. Suffolk Machmas Shechazera, Suffolk Machmas Ria. Question is, was it Stam Siemens Shechazera, or was it because he had a sub? Meaning, we'll see tomorrow when we continue this discussion. Once a person is a Zav, he's a confirmed Zav, and he has a Shechazera emission, that Shechazera has a different rule, different rules than a regular Shechazera. A regular man has Shechazera, he has a seminal emission. That has one law of Tumas. Shechazera is Tumas if you touch it. But what about carrying it, et cetera, is different. But if a, if a Zov has a, had, a, had a seminal emission, then uh, it's even Tomei by carrying it, uh, whether whether it had, once far as because it's impossible to have a seminal emission without having some drops of the gonorrhea in there because it's in his body. Uh, that's what she was there. But here the question is, we say that if he had a uh, Sveiko, if it was a suffix, in other words, suffix, not, he had a suffix meaning his third emission, he wasn't sure if it was Sheikh or if it was a Re'iyah. 
even just go Tumas And once we know that he's Tame because he had two emissions, we assume that the room was also a Zub emission, and therefore he's a confirmed Zub in the sense that he has to bring a carbon as well. All right, we'll pick it up here tomorrow, as we finish discussing this uh, this uh, Mishnah and finish the Mesech Mishnah. Don't forget to bring a Gemara Sota tomorrow. Hashem will finish. Have a good day, everybody.